Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Phone Vision Focus. Terry, how are you? Yeah, I'm really well. How are you? Hey, um, yeah, this one here is about will there be photographers in the future? That's a tricky one, isn't it? It's such a tricky one. Um, I, I think, yeah. okay, let, let's have a look at what's happened with technology. Yep. And check out operators. We don't have them as much as we not, used to. We're losing them, aren't we? They're not, they're not really, you know, the, no. old, the old checkout chick or checkout boy. It's automated. It, a lot of it's automated now, so we, we are the checkout chicks ourselves. Yeah, Technology. I, I do like that, actually. It brings back my Woolworths days when I was a checkout chick. <laughs> Sign writers. Sign writers. Yeah, so you know, a lot of stuff now is digital, these big digital billboards. Yeah. All, else? Like, all electronic. What else have we lost? Well, service stations. Someone used to come out and put the petrol <laughs> in your car and check <laughs> your top, check your tyres and lift the bonnet, yep. pull the dipstick out and yes. do all that type of stuff. And put the oil, like a little bit of yeah, bit so, of fuel conditioner in those, yeah, with those funny bottles. Put a, yeah, top up your windscreen washer bottle. All yes, that kind of jazz. they did, didn't they? So, and we've lost that now. Going to the gym, there's 24 hour gyms now where they're just yeah. unmanned. So you just rock up, park, have your little card, swipe the door, go in, and which is good and bad. Yeah, it's good and bad. But yeah. but um, this is where but technology has allowed all these things to happen. Yes. So technology allowed people to have self scan checkouts. You know, in retail environments, you know, technology allowed people to have access to a gym yes. 24-7. And, and there's countless other, like, look at car parks. It used to yeah. always be a car park attendant. You go into the city now and you drive in and you press the button, it spits you out a ticket. And the then you boom, look for the green light. The boom, the boom <laughs> gate goes up, you drive in, you find yourself a car park, you park, you get out, Yep. you go do your shopping or whatever you're doing in the city and then you come back and you put the machine in a vending machine. Yes. And you just put your money in. And there's in, no attendant that used to be there. And, and, you, and you've done this without any human interaction. Yes. So do you think that photographers will be no more? Well, I'm, I'm scared to think that what, what will happen is I think photographers as we know them today, like the job that you and I do, and yeah. is, is going to be something that's going to be few and far between yeah. in the future. I mean, you've got different places around the world. There's theme parks around the world where they used to have photographers wandering around. <laughs> now it's kind of like a you know robotic thing. You can stop and get your photo taken and you can buy, and buy the photo. But it's the the thing taking the photo is, is a robot, not, yeah, it's not, not a thing. person. And I, I think I've tagged you a couple of times in every time I've seen these wedding robots, you know, these oh. are, <laughs> it kind of reminds me, for, pe- for people who know who the Jetsons are, you, know, you remember that TV <laughs> yes. show? Remember Rosie the Robot? Yes, that's what they look like. That's what they it? look like. Yes, that's what they remind me. Of. Rosie the Robot. These these robots that run around at the wedding reception and just they can you know got an algorithm. They can see a couple and they'll stop and say, "Hi, I'm your photographer." Yeah. Smile, snap, and when you smile, and they actually use they actually use the technology that when you're smiling, it takes a shot, right? And it will take several shots, and because you might smile, but your partner might smile a bit after, and it can actually then you watch it'll start it'll photoshopping di- it. it. Yeah, it, it, digitally. It, it digitally puts you both smiling when oh in real goodness. time you weren't smiling. <laughs> <laughs> One was frowning. Okay, there's a job gone. I better find a new career. <laughs> you better find a new career. Oh, you, can't become, he, you can't become a checkout chick, and you, 
Yeah. No. You can't work as a car park attendant. No. I don't know what I'd do. Um, I could be a cleaner. Yeah, but probably. Maybe. Well, there's robots. You can buy those robots to go around and clean your carpet. <laughs> the ones that you put your cat on in the shark suit. Those ones. <laughs> so but, I, I think, yeah. it, I think. look, with technology and we're seeing like amazing changes in technology with phones, mm-hmm. with phone cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Apple have released the, the iPhone 11 and it's got three cameras and a gazillion, oh, a gazillion different modes. My heart sank when I saw that. It really did. And I've been to several weddings since the release of that phone and I've seen the results of the images that come out of that phone and the first thing I thought was, there goes my job. Yes, because what it does, it takes away some of those things. They've What they've done is the, the developers of these have actually looked how photographers work. Mm-hmm. They've extracted that information. They've put it into a small format that we carry around everywhere, every day. They, and they've put it the technology in there so the phone will emulate a style of photography. Yes. And and basically the person operating it doesn't have to have any understanding. What's bokeh? What's shallow depth of field? Bokeh, isn't it the portrait mode? Portrait mode, it is. Yeah. So when you go to portrait mode, it, it does this artificial shallow depth of field mm. thing which... You know, for the main part, yes, if a photographer looks at that image and you can tell it's not it's not done in camera as we would do it with a yeah. shallow depth of field. <laughs> but for the average person looking at that, they go, oh, it's amazing. Look, it's yeah. like a studio photo. And it's funny, actually, I heard someone saying something the other day about that mode and how to make it look more realistic. And yep. I was just listening to what they were saying and I was like, no, <laughs> please don't make it more, look more realistic. <laughs> because it's, that's a really good point. And I have to say that um, I have noticed that there's been a decline in particular types of jobs because business owners now can use their mobile phones to get adequate imagery for their social media, yep. for their website if they need to, to take a headshot if they're in a pinch. Product photography. Product photography. So the simple. whole lot. So and simple. those things were jobs or are jobs that take a qualified professional photographer. Lots of skill, lots yep. of knowledge to execute in the way that it would be be put out into the world. Yep. And now you've got this uh, this little gadget that you can take phone calls on, you can email, and now you can take professional photographs. And and the interesting thing about it is, and, and I, I don't know if you're guilty, but I'm guilty of this. I did a post the other day on on the photo mission uh, Instagram account. Mm. And it's a picture of a of the mic stand that we the mics that we use and the yes. headphones that we use. Yeah, I remember that post, yeah. Yeah, that was shot on my iPhone ten. <laughs> and and I could have basically pulled the lights out and got my five D Mark Four. But why would you when it's so when simple and easy to I did. I shot that I just had the the, the, the idea came to me. And I go, oh, I'm just going to do a post. I'm just going to take a picture of the mic stand and the headphones and just go, you know, tools mm. of the trade podcast. Do you think that, that your knowledge, your photography knowledge enhanced that image? Oh, exactly, yeah. I knew, I knew what I was – to get that look, Yeah. I, I knew – I manipulated the settings on the phone yes. to get it to where. And see, in my mind, I'm like, okay, so there's still a little bit of professional knowledge yes. kind of required for that, but – that knowledge is accessible via YouTube yes, and yes. via the internet, Google. That's right. Someone can, someone can learn those those couple of little yeah. techniques yeah. to make that picture look more like it was taken with professional gear. And you know what I find so interesting about, about the technology that we've got and the ability to take such great images on our phone is that the background knowledge that goes with that, so i.e. like film grading and 
uh, colour profiles and all yes. those kinds of things have now been replaced with filters. Yes. And, <laughs> and I was uh, reading something a few weeks back where someone was talking about filters as if it was a film grade and yes. they, they weren't photographers so they didn't, they didn't use the right terminology. Yep. But in my mind I thought, you know what, the younger generation think that all of these beautiful colour profiles are a result of filters. Yes. Where in the day they were a result of the film that we use, well, the what, developing techniques. What, one of the things you used to strive for as you're shooting people was was getting the... Beautiful skin tone. The, getting the skin tones <laughs> correct. So you didn't really care too much about, you know, the backdrop or whatever mm. because people didn't really understand mm. it may or may not look like that, but they know what skin looks like. Mm. So if you try and get those, you know, the colour profiles for the skin right... Mm. And like I said, now so people take a picture and then they'll just whack a filter over it and then yeah. changes all the skin tones and That's ev- right. everyone's got these amazing tans. Yes. And in portrait modes, from what I recall of them, and correct me if I'm wrong, they have colour profiles in them which cr- they choose a correct profile for skin tones, don't they? Because we used to choose Portra, like the Kodak Portra, because it was developed for, to, for, for skin, skin tones. tones. That's right. Yeah. And <laughs> just it shocks me and I, I actually remember... I was on a shoot earlier this year and there was a young girl taking photographs on her iPhone and editing them in Lightroom as we went. Yes. And I turned around and I said, there is no point me being here because the photos that you're taking right now will be the same as what comes out of my camera. Yep. And the only way you're going to know the difference is if you blow that photograph And, up. and that's – I was just going to get to that point. It was just, you know, when you were talking there, I was just thinking for social media posting, pictures that are produced on a camera phone are perfect. Yeah. If you're – Putting it on a screen somewhere, like an iPad, iPhone, whatever, Android. And you're just doing it for your own fun or yep. yep. Where where the where the difference is, if that image was to be used on a billboard, mm. then it's gonna be a professional DSLR camera mm. needed you need that extra megapixel. Mm. You mm. need all the elements that are afforded to you by having that good piece of glass in yeah. front. Yeah. And if you think that those big billboards that have got the iPhone pictures on them are straight out of iPhone, yeah. read the fine print. Yes, this has been heavily, heavily edited with professional software. Software to to, yeah. enha- to enhance the picture, to take yeah. it, to to kind of, I suppose, lift it. That's exactly right. Whereas yeah. probably if you took that with a high end DSLR, there's there's minimal amount of work yeah. you have to do to get it to that yeah. level. Yeah. So I think the only thing that's going to save us in the future as photographers being able to secure our job is the fact that we we can see things in a particular way, yep. which is what people will be purchasing. They'll be really purchasing and subscribing to our ability to photograph things in a particular fashion. I think one of the skills of photographers, and this is you know, a skill that is going to be hard replaced by technology, mm. is when you're in a, any given situation um, and it's a strange situation, but a very photographic moment presents itself. Mm. Is the machine going to know that? The machine's not going to know that. No. But as a photographer, you'll re- you'll start reading the light. You'll start looking at it. You'll start looking where people are, and you're going, "Wow, there's a good there's a good story here." It's yeah. A good picture. Yeah. And you'll take that picture, and there's no way a machine can actually produce mm. that type of image. So, mm. if we just had machines taking our photos, like robots taking the mm. photos, all the photos would start to look. The sign. Yeah, and I, I, with you saying that, it's just made me think. Do you think that there would be a time where um, these robots would develop an a- algorithm? So, by us, hypothetically, let's man- let's imagine that these robots are going to blaze. Yes. So they're going to shoot, power shoot the whole time. Yes. Shoot, 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 and then we could give that 
robot feedback into what types of pictures we want, then it would develop an algorithm and only shoot those types of shots. Um, quite possibly because, like I said, with facial recognition and stuff like that, I mean, they can actually read the cues from people's face. So, right. so you're going to say, I want you know, at the dinner party, when people are enjoying themselves, I want you to capture pictures of people enjoying themselves. And it would. It, so, you, would just you know, show people them picking, picking the piece out of their tooth, no, it doesn't get that. Yeah. It that starts to read that. Algorithm uses the facial expressions so that people are laughing, they're having fun. I should trademark that concept. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> we should too go, late. Maybe we should just go quietly off and develop this technology. <laughs> then put it back. One million dollars, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the you know will will there be photographers in the future? And I think yes, for some areas of photography, yeah, high end commercial photography, I think is is going to be around for a long, mm. long time. I think at the lower consumer level, it's it's, it's really starting to change. Isn't it's really it? starting to change, yep. and I and I think the thing is, you know, there's a we're starting to see a lot of stuff like, you know, virtual tours of houses, and basically, you know, you can put this camera in there, and it takes three hundred and sixty degree view, it like takes all these pictures, yep. stitches them all together in camera, yeah, and then you've got this amazing, you know, panoramic view yeah. that people can push it around this way, push it that way. They can yeah. actually see the room from up high, from down yeah. low, which we can't achieve with our normal cameras. No. But that's it's fully automated. Yeah. But at the end of the day, and it, a lot of people enjoy that, but I think, you know, and for a lot of, I suppose, businesses, that will satisfy the fact that they're presenting mm. the property that they're selling mm. or renting or whatever and the the potential client can look at that and go, yes, that's perfect. That's what I want. Yeah. I think some of those areas, like I said, that will be, they won't, why would you bring a photographer up? Yeah. If you can just bring this box in and stick it in the room and turn it on and walk out the room. Oh, and Gee, I really hope it doesn't happen with weddings because the human interaction from your photographer is what can potentially enhance your wedding day. Yes. And the same with business photographs and those types of things as well, like portraits and family shoots. The interaction with your photographer is potentially what can make your shoot amazing. I think the thing about it is where where it's going to be really hard for artificial intelligence photographers is capturing the hero shots. Yeah, yeah. You know, how do you get a hero shot? How do you tell a robot to hike up a mountain for you to take that photo? In front of that tree yeah. when the sun's setting and you've got the angle perfect and the, you've got the – How are you going to know you've got it's the, the rim, perfect the, angle? The, the, rim, <laughs> the rim lighting around the wedding dress and you've got all this stuff happening and you've got this magic moment. But that would be like the the um, the young people I spoke about in, the, in, in a couple of other podcasts ago yep. where I was speaking about – Touching base, not touching base, but seeing some people on the side of the road taking photos with the with the ocean and the sun in the background, yep. and them not getting it right. So I wonder if if you were to give a robot that could take photographs to someone in a, in that kind of scenario, would it would you be able to set it up in the right position anyway? Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, the you know composition is something that you know if you've got a static if you've got a static subject, right? Mm. That's fine. You can pose it and you can have cues where, you know, the there's feedback, getting feedback to the people. Move your head left, move yeah. your head right, yep. put your hand down, put your, turn your hand out, mm. all those things. You can do all that, mm. right? So for some of those shots, like you know, I could see for corporate headshots that 
literally someone can just bring a little photo booth along oh and people just parade through and, and they're in the photo booth. The machine would even tell them how to look. Yes, it that's what I'm saying. The, machine, the machine's posing them. Yeah, you know them. like those apps you have where yep. you, you photograph so you, your face. So you see your face and it's pointing, it's got, you know, turn your head this way, there's little arrows pop up and, yeah. you know, drop your chin down yeah. and then clink, takes a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. And I, I, can, I agree with you. I can see that. I can point. see that yeah. happening and I can see that replacing a traditional photographer who yeah. would come in and spend the day doing the new headshots for the website or whatever. Yeah. I can I can see that happening. Yeah. Some of the areas I think where like will remain strong for photographers is those moments where you know to get those the the big shot that you might print and put up on the wall yeah. the hero, hero shot from the wedding. Yeah, or conferences or events or things like that where you really need to be amongst the action to yes. capture the action. Well, the other thing is but it's reading the play. I mean, mm. I, I, and I know that in some of the sporting things now, they've got, you know, these these cameras up on wires. Oh, they're amazing. That fly over the field where people are playing and they're getting these amazing shots of players mm. on the field that mm. we, that as photographers we couldn't get because we're on the sidelines and we're shooting in and so mm. we're, we're kind of seeing largely what the fans are seeing from the seats. Mm. But having these, you know, pictures of the guy going for the um, try line and the overhead shot looking down as he's flying through the air and clutching the ball. Crazy. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And, yeah. and 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 I think that's where technology is fantastic. But yeah. it's it's to a degree it's maybe replacing the number of photographers needed to cover a game. Yeah. It'd so, be really interesting to find out like throughout the last 10 years what types of photographic roles have changed, what types of roles don't exist anymore. Yeah. Because I know a lot of the newspapers don't have their own photographers anymore. They outsource it to freelancers, yes, or yep. or they yeah, the staff photographers become a yeah become a thing a thing of the past. Where there's not a lot of staff photographers on yeah. a lot of organisations, they will just basically freelance. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'll they'll strip pictures from iPhone, uh, not iPhone, sorry, Instagram. If they've yeah. caught well, you know news articles and stuff. Well, that, that's the other thing too. There's there's a lot of stock images, so mm. you know the, the stock image sites are actually growing and growing numbers all the time yeah so people are contributing these things so basically if a, a business needs a picture of something you know someone's you know sipping on a coffee you can get those sh- shots for free you can get those shots yeah. for free so it's kind of like that part is lost though yeah you know people won't necessarily going to hire a photographer to come in to shoot a picture of someone drinking a cup of coffee yeah. if they can just pull it straight off a stock site i'd be so curious to find out what sort of like photographic roles have changed so if anyone knows Pop it in the comments. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, like if and, and look, I know you know technology dig, going from analog to digital. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who worked in photo labs. Yeah, you know, um, they lost their jobs. They lost their jobs. And, and I must admit, when I remember when digital first came out, I was one of those purists, and I'm like, no, I'm not touching a digital camera. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's cheating. Yes. Sell your soul to and the for devil. many years, I refused to pick up a digital camera, and then I'm like, oh, hang on, I better make some money. Let's pick it up. Let's get realistic, guys. Yeah, come, come on, on. it's I time mean, to time to learn some new skills. That's it. And I think I think that's the thing is that people, like I said, um, do hang on to the past and mm. it's nice it's great to hang on to, to things and hold things close and near and dear but you have to be realistic as well that the world's changing everything yeah and i suppose we can't as photographers we can't bucket the fact that technology is taking away potentially photographers jobs when we're using we, we're using we're using the self-service checkouts yeah right we're using yeah. that 
Yeah. You know, we're using those facilities of things where it's been automated. That's right. And I love them. I love the ability to do those types of things myself and yes. have automated services available. Yeah. So it's going to come into the photography realm and mm. there's going to be more and more jobs lost in photography to yeah. technology. I think the idea is to make ourselves indispensable as creatives. Well, I, I think <laughs> you've got to be, um, like I said, at high-end commercial creative type stuff, that's where you're always going to have photographers, they're going to be pushing the button. Mm. They're going to be, you know, um, doing the composition. They're going to be putting all those elements in frame. They're going to be doing all that because they understand what looks good. Yeah. Where, like I said, you can teach a, a robot a lot of smarts and using algorithms and all types of things. And, yes, and they can probably pose a really nice family um, portrait, <laughs> get everyone looking in the right way. And I just had a flash of those crazy Christmas cards. Crazy <laughs> So yeah. I think, look, yeah, will there be photographers in the future? And, and I mean, I think, yes, there will be, but I think it's going to be it's going to be very different landscape to mm. today. And look, if you look at the, the, the history, what was the landscape when people were shooting film? The landscape of photography studios. Mm. So people predominantly shot, there was a lot of studios yes, around. Yes, there was. So, and because they shot medium format type cameras, yeah. bulky, larger cameras. Yes, there was more prolabs available back in the day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And what's happened is photography's changed, it's evolved, yeah. where photography's kind of come out of the studio it has. onto the street. It has, yeah. There and is, yeah. So people can actually shoot in a lot more situations mm -hmm. because the technology allows them to. That's right. And you're, not, you're not limited now to have to be in this studio and have to have all these lights and that, yeah. and like I said, I think the new iPhone 11, the night mode, they have a night mode. Oh, for don't say that. Yeah, <laughs> but it takes beautiful photographs at night too. I'm going to have to play with someone's. Has anyone got one I can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> You're have to go get yourself on those Might phones. have to, damn it. So, look, I think, yeah, look, the challenge will be if you want to be, have, I suppose, starting a photography career today in 2019. Maybe was, consider where it's going to go in the future. Maybe where it's going to go in yeah. the future and maybe look at what what where you need to be. And I think... You need to be aiming fairly high. That you need to be in that sought after commercial space, like the, the you know the, the ads that are done for some of the high end brands. Oh, some of them are incredible. I mean, some of those things are like you know they're f amazing productions, mm. right? Mm. I think that's hard. And look, you know, sometimes you can't you can't fake every locality. Sometimes no. you need to be on location in one of those exotic places to capture. The, there's something captured in the image that comes across. And the team that goes with that, like all of those professionals that help create that image, I think it's incredible. And I think the amazing. thing is what it'll, it'll what those images will be created in the future with is with less, there'll be less hands needed mm. because some of the elements of, you know, the lighting and stuff like that where mm. you have people carrying, I mean, some of the you know, LED technology for oh, lights, amazing lightweight, battery-powered very simple to set up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because you used to have to take battery packs, packs and all and sorts of stuff. Like if you go back and have a look at Yeah, the crew to carry all the stuff. Oh, yeah. I used to remember you used to watch those Pirelli calendar documentaries, which were phenomenal. I don't even know if they still make them. I think they do. I think I think they still shoot them. But, but yeah, the production team behind those calendars was phenomenal. Yes, and a lot of that stuff is. I mean, a lot of the, I mean, if you look at the movie, the credits on a movie. Oh, yeah, the credits just keep rolling, 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 rolling. Yep. You know, like it's so many people to actually yeah. make a movie. Yeah. Because so many of the elements are actually people have to put the things in place. That's right. They have to make sure, you know, every element's correct. Yep. 
Yeah. That all takes skill yeah. to do that. And I think that cannot be replaced. That skill can't be replaced by a robot or something automated, which I'm hoping. <laughs> well, I think, well, what, let's have a look at, you know, what's happened in, and, and think about this, and this has already happened. A lot of the movies now, they're all, you know. CGI. CGI. So a lot, of, a lot of the stuff you see in the movies isn't actually real. Yeah. Someone's actually drawn that and created it in a digital space. And it's crazy to see how, what that space looks like while they're creating it. Yeah, that's it's right. really interesting. You know, there's all these stick figures of these little dots that flash yeah. and then all of a sudden when you see it. Yeah, or there's dots on their faces yeah. where they where they CGI the whatever they are for the movie on. Yeah, it's, so, it's, so it's, it's kind of – so even like I think in, in movie making now, mm. some of that traditional stuff's lost and gone already with technology. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, actually the Dark Crystals a really good example of that. They've just released a Dark Crystal series on Netflix. I think it might be Netflix or Stan. Yep. Um, but they use a combination of of puppetry and CGI, which okay. is so interesting. Yes, the point so of... interesting. Yeah, to watch because I, I've watched the series and it's sometimes it's tricky to tell what's CGI and what's not. Yep. And then watching the behind the scenes creation of it is even more interesting mm. watching getting into Jim Henson's kind of creative team well, oh just amazing so i think that the takeaway for people is if you're getting into photography don't let this be um something that would stop you from actually pursuing a photography career i think what you have to be prepared for is you're going to have to be prepared that the future could be different yeah so you have to be adaptive so you have to be able to take your photography in different directions mm. when when needed to be to stay relevant. Yeah, and I yeah. mean that's the big thing. Like we've seen that with um, mobile phones, influencers. You know, that those things people are kind of presenting something yep. that's relevant. Yeah. Um. To the to the current times that we live in, because we live in a digital age where everything's at our fingertips. It's instant. You know, yeah. and you know, look at look at retail shopping. Mm. How much that's changed? Mm. Technology, you know, we so much people, so much has been processed online. Yeah, and that a yeah. lot of the the normal retailers we're seeing them all struggling. Some yeah. of the big department stores. Yeah, and that's actually a really good point to make as well. Like n- maintaining your resilience, becoming a photographer, and also understanding that your workflow may actually have to adapt to stay yes. relevant. For example, you might need to process things really fast because we yeah. are in an age where we want things instantly. And and you know, going back to the point you made about. You, you buck the system by resisting to drop the, the film and go digital. Yeah. You can't do that you anymore. You can't do that anymore. So you, you, you have to remain fluid. You have to yeah. be you have to be able to when you see things change, go, no, I've always done it this change way. Change with it. You That's, have to go with the yeah. flow. I think this is this is gonna be the people who are gonna make it in the future are the ones that adapt. That, that can adapt quickly yeah. and, and can see when the market's changing and it's going in a different direction, mm-hmm. that they're actually jumping on board mm-hmm. and they're embracing it mm-hmm. and they're riding that wave. Yeah. The people yeah. who who buck and scream and go, no, 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 this is... Yeah, resistance to that change. And the ones that are going to suffer. They're the ones that are going to struggle. And I have to agree with that because I've been reluctant for change yep. in a few areas of my business and I'm now seeing you're, you're the act- effect you're and the act- damage. Well, you're actually in that... At the moment, I would say you're in that change space. Where, yes, where you absolutely. are cha- you are changing things about what you're doing for your business. Yeah, and you and it's starting to kind of see it's some, slowly starting to, to yeah evolve. See the light. Yeah, and sadly, it sometimes does feel a little bit like you're starting from scratch. Yep, but we, it's we, also gaining understanding into where you need to go. I think if you're in business today, you are always starting from scratch. Yeah, and regardless of what business doesn't type matter what that business, is, you've got, you've got to be prepared to absolutely to, to reinvent. 
and we've talked about reinventing your photography in yeah. earlier podcasts. So. I think it's a really important thing to understand and going forward, if that's if that's your future career, yep. understand that that reinvention and that that reevaluation of your business has to happen a lot more frequently and a lot more regularly. Yes, yeah. so I think Terry. Yes, there will be photographers in the future, but they won't look. The landscape won't look like it does today. No, I'm It'll so be a curious. very different. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of. I am kind of really curious to see. You know, sit back in say fifteen years from now. Yeah. And and have a look at how much it's changed from this point in time. I'm hoping that I'm in a tiny house, tiny away house. from every kind of. Civilization, technology. Off the grid. Yeah, by then I'm off the grid and out. (laughs) In 15 years' time, I want to be sitting on a rocking chair with with maybe Benny number two. (laughs) Benny number two. Excellent. All right, Terry, I think we'll call this one. Um, I think, look, yeah, yes, there will be photographers in the future, but they will be, I think, very different from the Mm. photographer we know today. Mm. And the style, and and who knows what what maybe new exciting things that we haven't even thought about. Yes, but there might be things that make our job easier. That's right, and and more creative. Yeah, even so, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. All right, Terry. Till next time. Thanks. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening.